Hey, it's Michelle here. I know you've got a lot going on. Kids, work, house, family, all the things. And maybe it's got you feeling not like yourself. But is it like I need a nap and a snack kind of tired? Or are you experiencing burnout? A recent study found that 83% of moms are experiencing burnout. And so many of you have asked me to do more coaching around burnout. So I am so excited to announce our brand new private podcast series, Heal Your Burnout. One thing I know about you is that you don't have time for another long PDF or a recorded masterclass that just sits in your inbox because you don't have an extra hour to sit down and watch it. So I created this five episode private podcast just for you. There are five short actionable episodes that you can access anywhere when you're making dinner in the pickup line or working out. And by the end of this series, you'll have an understanding of what stage of burnout you're at. Spoiler, there are three stages of burnout. And I'll give you my proven six-step framework to healing burnout so that you can start shifting the energy of how you feel and recovering from your burnout today. I want to encourage you While burnout is super common, it is not normal, you guys. You don't have to wake up every day feeling like this. You can heal. You can regulate your nervous system. You can unlock the stress cycle. You can restore your energy and you can heal from burnout. Click the link in the show notes to check out the private podcast series, Heal Your Burnout, today. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. You are listening to the Calm Mom Podcast. Michelle Grosser here, your master coach. Thank you for spending time with us today. We're going to talk about how we can stay calm In the chaos that sometimes comes with family time, we're going to talk about how we can navigate some of those triggers that can come up when we are around our people. Um, But before we jump in, I want to ask you guys, if you have not left the show a five-star rating yet or a short review, if you could do that today, your Christmas gift to me, I would be so grateful. Um, Not only does it get this show in front of other moms just like you who really need to hear this information, who really need to be resourced in ways to help heal and calm their bodies and recover from burnout. Um, But also it's just so encouraging to me. I love reading your comments. I love reading your reviews. They make my heart so happy and I love you guys so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you in advance for leaving a five-star rating and a short review for the show. 
Y'all are the best. Okay, so we are in the holidays, obviously, which brings about family time and I don't know, just, you know, people can say some really stupid stuff. Like, let's just be real. I love the holidays. I love everything about them. And they can also come with a lot of, I don't know, complicated time with extended family that can be super triggering for a lot of people, right? Super complicating, complicated, super frustrating, painful. And if that's you, like, I just want to tell you that I see you. The holidays can be really tough. It can be a tough season for a lot of people. And what I thought we might do today that would be helpful is I want to give you something to chew on. I want to give you some encouragement, but I also want to give you three really practical strategies, things that I think will be helpful, like handles that you can just leave here with because that's what we do here at The Call Mom. I want to equip you when you notice yourself being triggered around your family, all the family dynamics um, over the next you know holiday season, but also just in general. So the first thing I think is for us to just take a minute and talk about what's actually going on in our bodies when we feel triggered, right? Someone makes a comment and all of a sudden we just feel that heat rising up and we're like incensed, we're guilt ridden, we just want to run and hide in a corner and cry or scream or throw something or hit someone, right? Because when we are triggered, something happening in the present is unconsciously shooting us back into our past, right? So that's what's going on in our body and in our mind. Something that's happening in the present, that comment, whatever it was, right? In the present is shooting us back to something that's happened in the past that we might not have even conscious memory of. Because here's the thing, our body is a library. Our body remembers what our mind forgets. So when we experience something 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, in our childhood or as we grew up, that overwhelmed our nervous system, right? It stressed our system. Our body stores that away and it remembers that experience. It remembers, right? Our nervous system's primary goal is to keep us safe always. That's always its number one priority. So if our body can store away everything about that stressful event, everything about what was scary about it or traumatic about it or super stressful about it, if our body can store that in our system, everything about it, what it looked like, what it sounded like, what it felt like, what it smelled like, anything, it can be, our system can be then on the lookout for anything that is remotely similar to that stressful, traumatic event so that it can warn us, right? It can warn us and we can respond and it can help us to avoid experiencing something like that again. And it's brilliant, right? Like such an effective, brilliant system. What a coping mechanism. What a way to keep us safe. So when we experience something that overwhelms our system or stresses our system, often what we refer to as as trauma, our body becomes hypervigilant. What does that mean? It means that it's like we're looking at the world with these, I don't know, x-ray glasses, or we have this constant scanner going, and we're constantly scanning our environment, and we're assessing everything, and we're assessing everyone because we want to be able to scan and catch anything that resembles that trauma, anything that resembles that stress so that our body can prevent it from happening again. And so much of this is unconscious, you guys. Like we've probably lost the conscious memory of that particular event or that series of event, especially if it happened in childhood. But our body 
remembers. Our body remembers. So now it's the holidays and you're around people and something happens and your body feels and senses and hears and smells and sees something that might even slightly right resemble that thing that it's scanning for. That thing that it's scanning for to protect you from and the alarm bell sounds and you're triggered. And this can be why we don't often understand or we often don't understand why something is so triggering for us, right? Our body's not really great at differentiating between real threats and perceived threats. So yeah, maybe it was just like a comment made by your aunt at Christmas and it's not a real threat, right? Maybe she's just being rude or off color or critical or whatever, but your body senses something about that comment and it shoots you back to some experience in your past that it's protecting you from having to relive again, right? Maybe there was a similar comment that brought you a lot of pain in your childhood. Maybe you were under the weight of a hypercritical caregiver and it's shooting you back to that to protect you from it, i.e. you are now triggered. And one of the first things that we want to do is grow in our awareness. So we want to grow in both our somatic awareness, what's going on somatically in our body, and we want to grow in our awareness of our patterned coping mechanisms. How do you tend to respond to being triggered? Okay, so let's talk about the somatic cues. Our body's always communicating with us, right? Our heart rate changes, our breathing changes, our body temperature changes, our muscles can tense. All of these things can happen when we're feeling triggered, when we're feeling activated. But here's the thing. So often we're just too busy to notice, right? So we can start noticing, reflecting, and becoming more aware of the ways in which our body sends us somatic cues, the ways in which our body communicates that it's becoming activated to us, right? What does my body do when I'm feeling triggered. So the next time you either have something coming up that's feeling triggering for you, see if you can notice how that feels in your body or even reflect back, right? Think to a time that you were triggered recently. What did you notice? Or if you can put yourself back there, how did that feel in your body? Did your throat start to close out? Did you feel tears well up in your eyes? Was it just this like heat welling up inside of you, this heat of rage? Whatever it was, see if you can start to grow in your awareness of your somatic cues. So that's the first thing where we want to grow in our awareness. The second part of awareness is we want to grow in our awareness of how we're conditioned to respond when we are activated or triggered, right? What's your coping mechanism? What's your go-to response when you're triggered? Is it to fight, right? Someone says something and immediately you just pounce back. You fight. Is it to shut down. You just kind of clam up. Maybe you avoid, right? And withdraw and walk away and you just take it all and pretend everything's fine and you jump into a fawn response, right? People pleasing. Or maybe you find that you'll start really getting in your head. You start overanalyzing and you start, you know, replaying it over and over and obsessing over all of the details. And I could have done that. And I should have said this. And all of these things, you guys are different defense strategies. They're different coping mechanisms to help you protect yourself from that perceived stress, right? These are all adaptive behaviors that we have learned and have been enforced over time because at some point they were helpful in keeping us safe, but they're not necessarily serving us well now in adulthood because things change. So just growing in your awareness, just starting to notice 
wow, when I got triggered, my immediate response was, you know, X, Y, or Z. What is that impulse that comes up in me when I'm feeling activated, when I'm feeling triggered? And the more you can grow your awareness around your coping mechanisms, right? Awareness always precedes choice. So when you are aware of your conditioned, patterned response to triggers, then you are empowered to do something about it. You can take advantage of that little space between stimulus and response. And instead of reacting, you can actually respond, right? But it starts with awareness. Okay. So now that we have an understanding of a little bit about what's going on in our body when we're triggered and a little bit about how we can grow an awareness of our somatic cues and how we can grow an awareness of our coping mechanisms, let me give you guys three strategies for what to do when you notice yourself feeling triggered. And you can you know, try these on for size, (laughs) you know, see what feels good, see what feels effective, what seems to be helpful for you. But you can also make an intention now. Like you probably already have an idea of what or maybe who (laughs) tends to trigger you when you're around family, which tends to be, you know, in high amounts over the holidays. So you can decide now, When I notice that I'm starting to feel triggered, I'm going to try one of these things and see what happens. Do you often find yourself working really hard to keep everyone around you happy? Do you often wonder if others like you or or maybe what they think about you? Do you struggle to set boundaries? You really love being connected to others. Maybe you trust others really easily. How about this one? Do you tend to be quite talkative? You might have thought all of these were just parts of your personality, but they're actually coping mechanisms that you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And then over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are, but rather what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. So number one is something that you can do in advance of being triggered. And this, I think, is good coaching for preparing yourself for entering any season or period or environment that might feel stressful. You can do this before you're going into, I don't know, giving a big speech somewhere, pitching something. You can do this, obviously, around family time and the holidays if you think that you need it. But here's, here's number one. The first strategy is that you go in well-resourced. You go in well-resourced, i.e. control what you can control beforehand so that you go in with the widest window of tolerance, 
right? Expand that tolerance, that window of tolerance beforehand. So here's the thing. Every single one of us has a window of tolerance. What's our window of tolerance? Our window of tolerance is our capacity to handle the things that life throws at us without becoming dysregulated, right? That is our resilience. So the more capacity that we have, the more that things can be thrown at us because life happens, right? And life will keep on lifing and stuff will keep on coming at us. And our capacity is our ability to handle it and process it and respond to it without it throwing us into a state of dysregulation, without it triggering us, right? And shooting us back into the past. So how do we grow that capacity? Well, one of the ways that we expand that window of tolerance and we expand our capacity to handle whatever's coming at us, all of the comments or all of the criticism or whatever it is, is we resource ourselves. So there's some really practical, I think, things that we can do to resource ourselves. Before I talk about those, I mean, just think back, right? We can all probably remember times where we've had days where like everything went, everything that could go wrong went wrong, right? And it's like the kids were super slow moving, getting out of the house and they were whiny and you were late and you got cut off in traffic. And then your husband did something that would have ordinarily really set you off or whatever it is. And you get to the end of the day and you're like, holy moly, like I freaking handled that so well today. Like I just felt really grounded and really centered today. And I felt like whatever came at me, I could just handle it. And I kept my spirits up and whatever. On those days, you have a really wide window of tolerance. You have a huge capacity for handling what life throws at you. And then the next day, it could just be the tiniest little thing that happens, a side eye from your kid, right? One little comment from your husband, and it just sets you off. And you feel like you're constantly on edge that day. And you're just like feeling either really emotionally volatile or you're feeling like you're going to lose it and snap or you're whatever it is one tiny little thing can can set you off because your window of tolerance on that day is so narrow is so narrow so what things affect our window of tolerance what kind of things impact our capacity to handle life that we can control well the first i think is our rest right which is obvious. I don't need to tell a bunch of moms (laughs) that when we are well rested, when we get good sleep and prioritize our rest, we have greater capacity for life. So if you know you're going to be going into the holidays and spending a lot of time around people who can be triggering for you, do your best to go into those situations well rested, right? Prioritize your sleep cancel some nighttime stuff, put your phone away, like do your best to, 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 um, optimize what you can control about your sleep. So you go in at least well-rested. And then the other one's a body thing too, right? Go in nourished, like hanger, being hangry is a real thing for a reason. So if you already go into a triggering situation, hangry, like I'll speak for myself, I stand no chance, right? I stand no chance. So control the things that I can control to expand my capacity. So those are a couple obvious things, right? Am I nourishing my body? Am I hydrating my body? Am I resting my body? And then the other thing that can grow our capacity and our window of tolerance is just dealing with our stuff, guys. Emotional hygiene, processing and healing other traumas or other stressors. Like if you go into 
a situation like this with extended family that you're anticipating might be triggering, it is so much it's it's so much easier and you're going to have such a greater capacity to handle what they throw at you if you go in unified with your own family, right? If you go in unified and on good terms with your own partner. So if there is stuff that is stressing you out, that is triggering you like outside of this holiday family time, do your best to deal with that, right? Process that, release that, have, like do the things that you need to do emotionally beforehand so that when you walk into this family time, you're feeling unified, you're feeling supported, and you're also, you know, doing that will expand your capacity to deal with whatever Aunt Edna's comments about your parenting or whatever it is. So that's number one, go in well-resourced. Number two, actually kind of in the same vein, right? Ask your partner for help and come up with a plan. Rely on your support system. Ask your partner for help. If you're going into some family time that you're feeling might be a little triggering, like you can come up with, with a plan for that beforehand. You can talk about that before you actually get there and are facing all of these really stupid questions from from family that might come up, right? And this might be, I don't know, this might be uncomfortable. This might require you to lean into the discomfort of vulnerability because it requires you to be honest about things that feel triggering for you. It requires you to ask for help, which is very vulnerable. Um, And it requires you to go to a place where you are asking for help, really supporting some boundaries, right? And I think a lot of that you can set up before you get to these holiday events or whatever it is with family. Like talk to your partner about it. Like what are some boundaries we're going to set for this time? And really basic stuff, you guys, but like time with extended family, time with friends, like how long are we going to be staying there, right? What time are we going to get there? What time are we going to leave? Like for me, just knowing that, that we're on the same page about that is really helpful, right? It's not like I'm going to have this expectation that we're going to spend 45 minutes somewhere and my husband is thinking that we're going to be there for four hours and then that like further triggers me, right? Being on the same page about how long we're going to be there. You know, have a discussion. What are we going to do if, you know, X happens? What are we going to, how are we going to respond when Y happens? Maybe even come up with some sort of like, I don't know, code word or some tell that you could like speak up which just says like hey I I'm tapping out or it's time for us to head out or I'm gonna need some help here Um, and then going into those situations and scenarios unified with a partner and having a plan beforehand for someone to step in and help or someone to cut a conversation off or someone to change the course of a conversation or someone to be like, yep, I hear you. It's time to go. You know, we're going to grab the kids and we're out of here. That can be so helpful in dealing with, you know, family dynamics. And then the third thing I want to talk about is really just giving yourself permission to take a time out to regulate if you need it or when you need it. Because here's the thing, as you grow in your awareness of your somatic cues, as you grow and start to notice your impulse to your default coping mechanisms, you can tap out. Like you don't have to, you're not obligated to sit there and take it, right? You don't have to 
react. You don't have to engage. You can notice activation in your system, right? Everything in you is like, oh no, she didn't, right? But you're not obligated to stay there and just take it until you explode, right? How how easy would it be to give yourself permission to be like, oh, I think I left um, something that the kids need in the car. I'll be right back, right? Excuse me, I gotta, I gotta run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And then go do what you need to do. Go sit in the car and go breathe or scream or pound the seat next to you or whatever you need to do in the car to bring your nervous system back to a state of regulation in your body so that you can then return to dinner or wherever you were a few minutes later and be in a completely different space, right? If you need to go, I don't know, scream in the car, go do it. If you need to go to the bathroom and just take some deep breaths or or call a friend or text a friend and get some like support, give yourself the permission to tap out. Give yourself the permission to step out, use your regulation resources and bring yourself back to a space where you feel regulated, right? And then can, if you have to go back in, you can even have a conversation with your partner at that time. Hey, I'm like at the edge. I'm able to hold myself together for a little while, but we've got to get out of here in the next 20 minutes or whatever it is without judgment, without guilt, without anything. You do not owe your mental and emotional health to anybody, right? You can show up, you can interact, and then when it's time to tap out, you can tap out. So give yourself the gift of permission to do so this holiday season. And guys, a lot of this is is really prep work that you can do beforehand, right? It's getting clear on like what are the things that are actually within my control so that I can resource myself and I can expand that window of tolerance before I even go in. And if this episode really resonates for you, especially if you're someone with higher sensitivity, um, especially if you're someone who feels like you function very frequently on the outer edge of your window of tolerance and it feels like it doesn't take a lot for you to become dysregulated or to snap or to be triggered. Um, So if this is resonating for you and learning how to heal a lot of this stuff at the deepest level, which is our nervous system, so that all of these things aren't so triggering for you while you're learning how to deal with your triggers in the moment. Like I would love to coach you. My one-on-one coaching spots are full for the rest of 2023, but I am opening up a few for 2024, early 2024. So if you are committed, like 2024 is gonna be the year that I lean into the uncomfortable. It's going to be the year that I actually address this stuff and stop pretending that nothing's wrong or burying my head in the sand or just like really knowing that something is wrong, but I'm scared to actually face it and heal all that stuff that my body is holding. And I am so beyond ready to let it go. Like if you want to give yourself that gift, if you want to give your marriage and your children that gift, I would encourage you guys book a discovery call with me There is a link in the show notes. Um, You just click on it. It takes you to my calendar. You can book a 30-minute call with me. It's absolutely free. We will jump on a Zoom. I want to hear what you're experiencing. I want to hear what life feels like for you lately. I want to hear what you're noticing in your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health, um, where you feel like you are on that edge of your window of tolerance where it doesn't take much to set you off and dysregulate you. 
And I want to talk about what it might look like to work together. I can answer your questions. I can tell you about the structure of my one-on-one coaching, the frameworks that I use, what my philosophy is, um, some of the huge breakthroughs and wins that I've seen in my clients who you know, months ago were probably exactly in the same shoes that you find yourself in now. And you will, if nothing else, leave knowing um, that you can be encouraged because there are resources. You do not have to stay where you are. You do not have to experience life from a place of anxiety or a place of exhaustion or a place of panic attacks or a place of burnout. But there are resources that you can learn, tools you can learn to heal all of this stuff and return to your you know, vibrant, present, powerful self. So I would love to talk to you about it. If that feels aligned for you, just click on the link in the show notes, book a call with me. I want to see your face. I want to talk about it. And I want to talk about how I might be able to help you. All right. That's what I've got for you guys today. I love you guys so much. I'll see you soon. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, It would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.